This week on Dice Boys. You know what? Just, just, just do me a favor. Go home. Get a glass of wine. Put on the first gold album. <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> Trevor, let me just ask you this. Nothing goes don't better sit there with headphones. Than yeah, with, with headphones, don't let anybody know that you're listening to it. Say in my they, phone, they will shoot pit my next Yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Dungeon Master Blake here, and this is the eighth and final episode of our season one story, The Lonely Art Collector. So without getting too sentimental, let's just recap what happened last time and get right back at it. So last time, Yon Yon, Biggle, Alok, and Matthias all worked together to solve a musical puzzle that opened a spiral staircase in the floor of the tower descending down into darkness. And while they did that, Dodge spoke with Holly, learning that Holly's sister was the keeper of a magical item called the Feywild Stem, which had previously kept the Kintree Forest from turning into the morass of danger that it currently is. We also learned that Hans's grandfather, Heinrich, empowered by his mysterious dagger, had attempted to kill Holly's sister and take the Feywild Stem. Down in the vault, there was a dwarf named Ludwig whose soul was a door. There were three other doors, gaping dwarf mouths, gems, a flaming chest trap, a mimic creature disguised as a chest, a crushing hallway, an exchange of rings, a long jump discussion, the eating of beef jerky, two disappointing coins, a false wall, and a bag of holding with a whole lot of shit. Dodge got a dagger, Yon Yon got more magical stuff, Alok got a promotion, maybe? The business got some coinage, and most importantly, the painting was found in a magical, expandable, contractible frame. How's this all going to shake out? Let's head down to the basement and roll some dice. So you begin ascending the stairs. You're coming up out of the darkness into the gray and then into the emerging daylight up above in the tower. And you have been in the basement for long enough to allow time for the sun to rise and visible beams of light are piercing through the air in the main room of the tower. Despite the blood stains and the ashen air, the cathedral-like calm that you first encountered when you walked in has returned. You can kind of see out the front door and outside the moisture from the previous night's thunderstorm has the moisture that had gathered on the ground is visibly evaporating in the heat and it's layering the entire world with a dreamlike mist outside. So you find yourselves in the main room of the tower. You have retrieved the painting. What do you want to do? Boss, I th- <clears throat> we got to talk, bosses. Bo- oh, most definitely. Yeah, we got to talk. We're going to talk about this painting and... uh before we go see this fellow Argyle. Your driver. Before we are in his presence. I sense that you suspect some shady motive here. Look, I might have said this already, but, uh, you know, oh boy, Hans, I don't mean to judge a book by its cover, but... Uh, I didn't get a lot of interactions with him. What was, what was his deal? like a type of art collecting type. He was a jackass. If you feel me. Yes, he was very much an asshole. This is true. I told him this to his face. I just saw Dodge yeah. and just Ca- him. Character aside, you know, I'm oh, just okay. saying, it's curious to me that such a person would have an interest in something like this, like a painting. He seemed, I mean, I did. I only heard him say a, a few things, but he seemed more concerned of 
the daggers and the painting? That's true, but I'm just saying if, let's say it was me in Hans's shoes, you know, I wouldn't give a rat's ass about a painting, especially if I had enough money to wear as I didn't need, you know, I wouldn't have any thought for selling it or whatever. Like, I'm not going to put it up in my in my house or in my living room or whatever y'all have. Well, I'm, this is our first official job. I don't think that it would be prudent for us to start off by disappointing our employer. That sets a bad precedent for the future of our company. Look, boss, now, that I, might I not be something you. that's important to you, but <laughs> that's, yeah, that's for why you the boss. You our know livelihood, that's... we need to stick to the plan here a little bit. I'm just saying, maybe. This oh, he is... definitely lied to us. I see. I see where you're coming from here, Dosh. We will make a hard pass. It's it's not it's not us hand the the painting to Amadeus, if that's what you're thinking. Wait, what? I mean, <clears throat> look, <laughs> look. I didn't say my piece. Y'all the bosses, okay? I'm gonna trust whatever you have to say. I'm just say, you know, from my point of view, I felt like I ought to do my due diligence and let y'all know something don't smell right. Locke, would you uh, would you like to accompany me while we go and uh, recover our things from the banquet room? Uh, it seems this is a sensitive moment. <laughs> I think I already got everything I need, but. Um, oh, well, I definitely left my stuff in um, all of that place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty I strong. I can, I can probably help you carry stuff. If... That, that would be appreciated. Okay. And we awkward. Oh, look who's a slave beast now. <laughs> I heard that! <laughs> okay, so uh, Alok and Matthias, you head over to the banquet hall just to kind of make sure, you know, just to do an idiot check, make sure you got all your just shit. Just a quick sweep. Yeah. I definitely took none of my shit, so and it's you, all still there. You realize as you go that none of the bodies of any of the dead people, elves or combatants, anyone, are in the tower. Whoa. Wait, what? There are no more dead bodies in the tower. Um, I'm gonna bust back into the main corridor, the foyer. Mm-hmm. Guys, the bodies are gone. Uh, I mean, Hans's ashes are still here, but everyone else is gone. Excuse me, we're having a private conversation here. I don't appreciate just being barged in upon, <laughs> interrupted in the middle of this moment. Power play. We need your power play. I'm sorry. Boss, I'm sorry. All of my stuff is still here, so don't worry. Hey, I'm good. Listen, I'll come back. I'll come back, boss. You guys want to go handle this? I've already said my piece. I just, you know, it's been a long night for me. I'd like to just take a moment outside if it's all right with y'all. Well, yes, that's I know you like to do your... Your little, you know, whatever, coven situation, whatever y'all do. Well. Talking one amongst <laughs> the other. But anyway, I'm going to, uh, all right, I'll see myself out. I'm going to go outside. Okay. Yeah. And as, as soon as you do, the moisture from the previous e- evening combined with the heat of the emerging summer day just feels incredibly humid and oppressive. Gross. And we'll come, we'll come back to you in a second. Yon Yon, you and Biggle are standing in the foyer with uh, Alok, who's just come out to inform you that none of the bodies are in the tower. Anymore. What do you mean the bodies are gone? I, I mean, I, I do remember obliterating this Hans person. I know his yeah. body is gone. Are yeah. they all gone? And he told you that the ashes are still there. Um, yeah, uh, all the elves and ev- everyone, there's just blood everywhere, but no bodies. Something strange is going on here, Yon Yon. 
and I feel very uncomfortable in this tower. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the first time you felt uncomfortable in the tower. Well, look at me. Do I look like a person that would feel uncomfortable very often? I feel uncomfortable, but I've had to go to the bathroom since we've been here. <laughs> Just in canon, you've had to go to the bathroom the whole time? I guess that makes sense. It was a very long carriage ride, and then we did walk through the forest and immediately got jumped by bad I also guys, don't need so. to know if you... About your bowel movements. Okay, well, I, I've just been on the clock, so... Go, go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Um, did you see where it was? You're an orc. Just go <laughs> anywhere. Oh. I'm sure you've taken shits in worse places. Just take a shit on the ground right now. Um, no, thank you. Um, but I'll go do it in the kitchen. That's fine with me. <laughs> in the sink. Yeah, you squat over the sink. Great, so A-Lock heads over to the sink. Matthias, you've got all your stuff. You got the dagger belt. Yep, back. I come just marching back out, just proud. Yes, okay. there are no bodies in that room. Alok was correct. Matthias, uh, maybe you could be of service to me in this situation. Uh, you see, we are not very familiar with the burial rites of elves. Uh, does this seem unusual to you that there would be no bodies left in the tower? Well, would have been known for doing um, very strange things to the civilized folk. Um, most likely, they were trying to avoid uh, the putrid death that comes with death itself. Um, so, by removing it, it was kind of a purification right. <laughs> um, no, he's but, uh, he's he's hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. So, so it seems to me that uh, they are trying to remove any sort of uh, evil in this place. Um, if you want, I can go speak with Miss Holly if she's still here to confirm. Well, what you told us was that there were no bodies, so I assume that Holly was also gone. I mean, we have not checked outside. The, you, you knew that they, they, they had stepped outside to wait for her father. Oh, okay. My bad. She would be able to confirm this, but uh, I, I think it is very clean. There are no dead bodies. Uh, it, it does look nicer than yes, it did previously. Disease usually follows them. Um, I would not like to be around dead bodies. This is just my personal preference. <laughs> Personally, I think that if you want to go speak to Holly, that's within your rights. I would like to get out of here as soon as possible before the unsettling individuals show up. Yes, they will do unspeakable things to us if they do find us here. I don't like unspeakable things. I would like to be gone by then. So at that moment, eight lock, you come out of the kitchen. I kick through the door. Feels so good. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Um, the garbage disposal wasn't working. So do not go in there. <laughs> uh, outside, Dodge, you're standing in the humid mist in the front of the tower, and you see at the end of the pathway where the edge of the rose garden is, you see the figure of Holly and the figure of Al standing there with two prone bodies laying in the mist. And off to your right and your left, you see bodies that have been drugged around the edge of the tower. And just kind of peeking from the front steps of the tower, you can see that they've, it looks as though Holly and Al have, they've taken their compatriots and place them reverently at the end of the path and waiting for Holly's father to arrive. But they've also taken all these other bodies and spread them around the edge of the tower. Okay. 
I'm just going to take a hard left right out the door and try not to be noticed. I'm looking for some alone time. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, you start circling around the edge of the tower. And uh, previously, when you had first arrived, Al and Powell and Ellis had kind of, or I think it was just Al and Powell had had kind of cleared out some of the shrubbery around the tower to make sure there were no more violent shrub creatures. And so you can kind of step through this overgrown grass and a lot of it's laying down and a lot of it's blood stained and there's still moisture on it a little bit. And there's bodies that have just been kind of evenly dis- distributed. You walk past the body of Jens and Jurgen and Fancy Henry as, as you're like kind of making your way around the edge of the tower. Okay. Uh, Yan Yan, um, I feel torn in this situation. On the one hand, Amadeus has paid us handsomely to return him this painting. On the other, this is a very beautiful painting. And Dodge has also proposed perhaps uncovering more truth about Hans. What do you think? All I know is that he has been lying to us. I think that we have a lot of questions to ask Amadeus. And I only think that Amadeus can answer those questions. So, Matthias, you have made your way out the front too. Um, shortly after Dodge has, has kind of stepped off to the side. So you don't see him, but you do see Holly and Al standing at the end of the walkway. Um, I go straight to Holly. Okay. And she turns around when you're about 15 feet behind her, knowing that you're there. And she looks very um, somber. And as you get closer, you can see that the bodies of Ellis and Powell have been cleaned up. And they're laying with their hands crossed on their chest. And there are leaves and blossoms resting on them. Give me an arcana check. That is going to be a big old nine. Okay. They've done something. You're not sure what to keep these bodies from decaying at the normal pace. Use some sort of wood elf magic to to do that. And Holly sees you and she kind of does a ironic grin out of the side of her mouth. And she says, so did you, did you find what you were looking for? And do you feel like it was worth it? I believe that my compatriots found what they were looking for. And you? That is something that only you could answer for me. I do have some questions for you. It was, uh, it was good to defend this forest. And I was wondering if there was a place for me, this union tribe. Her eyes get wide as you ask that, and she just kind of laughs. I think you and I both know the answer to that. I will take it as a compliment, nevertheless. I, I figured that was going to be the answer. I, uh, I figured it was, was a shot, so. She puts her hand on your shoulder. Matthias, was it? I shall call you Longstrider. I would take that as a compliment. One final question, though. Did you, in your travels, uh, ever come across a, uh, a Mer- Merlane? He's a, a wood elf like you. 
Nazi, some sort of spy, possibly. The name is familiar. I'm certain I've heard it. But no, I I can't say that I've I've met him personally. Fair enough. Then he is not part of your tribe. Holly, thank you for giving me uh, some purpose. It has been my pleasure to defend this forest, and I hope that it will grow strong. Inspiration, dude. Just yep. straight, straight, straight up. up. Just inspiration. Sure, yeah, take inspiration if you don't have it. She says, well, if you aren't intent on leaving right away, my father will be here shortly, although he will be bringing his shorn. They're always a pleasant bunch. Um... But he will be here shortly, and maybe he, he might be able to speak more about this Merlane, was it? Yes. This... I will find him. It is only a matter of time, but uh, thank you for your, for your help. I hope you do find him, and then she gets confused and panicky, and she, she says, and kill him, maybe? I... No, no, don't kill him. Uh, I hope you find him and hug him. We have much to talk about. And I turn around and walk away. Okay, at great. So back in the foyer, Biggle, you're standing there with Yon Yon and Alok, and you can see out the front door that Matthias has walked over and talked to Holly and is making his way back up the path towards you guys. Uh just really quick while we have Alok alone. <clears throat> so Alok, we were both very impressed with your performance. Yes. What you provided to our group was rather unexpected for someone of your demeanor and... What do you mean? Uh, well, you see, in, <laughs> in the Black Goblet, when a individual goes... Above and beyond, we have decided we would like to accommodate them with a with some form of honor. Honor, really? We would like to promote you. You show the most w ambition. Pr promote me? Yes. To, to what? A promotion. It comes with a pay raise. It comes oh, with oh, added responsibilities. This is, why I gave you the ring. This is just, just so we're clear. This, and, that was your pay raise. Uh, you know. Bragging rights, I guess. Oh, 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 yeah. And so we have something for you to to show this new status in a way. Like yeah, a, like a badge would be for a police officer. Yeah. And I reach into my pocket and pull out just like the shittiest, most ornate <laughs> button you've ever seen. Just like plain, just, plain, just, plain just black like a star. Button. This yeah. is well done. No, no, no. It's a plain black button like you would get like when you buy a dress shirt, and it's just like this. Just oh, like just, a button, button. Yeah, like, yeah, a, like button. a button. Just a plain like four holes. Yeah, yeah four sew holes. it on. <laughs> and I got a, I got a little safety pin that I pull out of my pocket. Uh, I'll, the left, I'll the safety left pin lapel. the button. The left lapel, right here. please. This is for you. Thank you so much, bosses. Where it's always. It is a sign of your new stature. Also, one thing to remember, um, at the Black Goblet, we prefer not to talk about our wages with our other employees. So if you could keep that to yourself. Oh, yeah, of course. I Mom's the word. It, mm -hmm. I would show it somewhere where everyone can see it. It's kind of hush-hush, if you will. Oh. But do celebrate. Uh Perhaps with your wife and daughter when we return home. Oh, oh man, it, they're gonna love this. I can't believe I got promoted in the first week. Oh my god. 
Oh, man. Uh, uh, and on that note, um, would you go, uh, you know, check on our, on our fellow adventurers? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can I can definitely do that. Um, uh, I'll, 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 I'll check on uh, Dodge first. Well, you see Matias coming up the path towards you. Okay. I'm going to check on Matias. I see him right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you step out the front, and that leaves just Yon Yon and Biggles standing alone in the tower foyer. So, Biggles, there's a couple things that I want to do before he leaves this tower. Would you join me? Well, sure. And I start walking up uh, up the tower. Okay. You're going you're gonna to go up into the balcony. Mm-hmm. I'm making my way to the wizard's room first, actually. To the wizard's bedroom. To the wizard's bedroom. Okay. You're talking about this as you're heading up the, the tower. Great. There's just so many pieces here that don't make sense. And I feel like we both, we've been hiding something inside of ourselves. When we were kicked out of the academy, we both decided that the things that we do, the people that we are, we needed to change. And I feel like more than ever, I can no longer oppress that power inside of me. I mean, is this like a weird side effect of that wand or something? Like, you're talking kind of weird right now. Something has struck a chord inside of me, Pickles, and I don't know if I can unstrung it. Okay, so, uh, what does that mean for me? Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, are you breaking up with me or what? What's, I don't know what's going on here. I young, love you, young. Pickles. You always, you, you always revert to the negative. Well, you, I mean, you're, you're speaking in riddles right now. What am I supposed to think about what you're saying? Uh, and at this moment, we're, we're, we're basically coming up as we're talking to this and we're entering the wizard, wizard's room. Yeah, and great. And I'm stepping up and grabbing the painting of, like, Amadeus and all of these people, and I pull it off and I put it into the bag of holding. Um, actually, oh, that, sorry, as I go to pull. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's, yeah, a fireball flies out of the wall. No, uh, gotcha. no. It's just that the the painting is big, and unlike the painting that you guys came to, this one doesn't magically shrink down, and the bag of holding doesn't open up wide enough for you to fit this painting in. So if you want to take it with you, you're gonna have to carry the fucking thing. Okay. Or cut I, it out. Or a lock. Yeah. Oh, there you, there you go. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, do that. Actually, yeah. 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 I'll cut it. Don't you uh, I'll dare. cut it out. And I didn't realize it was so big. Yeah. Do you have a dagger of some sort or any sort of knife? I mean, I have some wire here that you could maybe fashion into a into a dagger. I didn't really think this Just I thought to poke it. Poke it. You guys are going to be here to the end of the day. <laughs> How many wizards does it take to cut out a painting? Maybe we could melt the Infinite. frame with my acid. I don't. You don't have a dagger on you? No. Oh, no. Okay. I and have a I, hammer. I pull, I'll pull it off and stand. Uh, I believe it was like above the the dresser, right? Sure. Yeah. Whatever. I stand. I stand on something high and I'll just throw it down to like break, break the, frame. the frame. Nice. Yeah. And I'll I'll break Dude. it. What? I'll just love as it. we're as, as all this is happening, I'm just breaking this stomping painting apart. on yeah, it, stomping yeah. on it. I don't care. I'm just rolling it up and yeah. then I put it in the bag of holding. Yeah. So there are these like gilded pieces of wood just yeah. scattered all about this bedroom now as you roll this painting up. What are you doing? You know what I'm doing. You also have been holding this power inside of you. Yeah, but why are you ripping paintings off the walls and smashing them on the ground? (laughs) (laughs) It may not make... Like all things I do, Figgles, it won't make sense now. It will make sense later. There's no point in getting into that. And then I want to, like, keep walking up the tower. Okay, so you're a tall dude with a purpose at this point. And I'm just following along. Yeah, great. Love it. Where are you going next? 
Uh, all the way to the top, where the very top okay. of where. Awesome, the- Biggle. You have not seen this yet. Yon Yon pulls down this attic, this hidden kind of attic. God door. damn it! I knew it was up here. <laughs> I fucking knew it was up here. The whole <laughs> How did you find this, Yon Yon? I looked everywhere for this trap door. I just took a breath and oh continued my to look. God. <laughs> <laughs> Frustration has always been your weak suit, Pickle. So you guys emerge onto the tower, and again, the same sight. These carrion birds just like that are surrounding this corpse just dissipate like a big black cloud of smoke, uh, and and all these birds fly off into the into the sky. And Alok, you see that from below, as do you, Matthias, and you, Dodge. You guys see this just like huge explosion of black feathered birds flying up into the sky from the top of the tower and you have no idea what just happened but up on the top of the tower yon yon now the body of nakatomi the wizard is before you and biggle do you remember the moment when you first came into the room that led to this how you felt whole and you felt a sense of calm and beauty yeah Yeah. i felt that when i entered this room why seeing another wizard that has accepted death so peacefully has, like I said before, woken up a magic inside of me that I am ready to accept and move forward. And why I brought you here is because I just want to say, I don't want to hold back anymore. I want to be who I am, and I don't want to look back. Please don't jump. (laughs) Please. (laughs) It's not that situation, Biggles. I love you. You've been my friend for a long time. Well, you know, I did notice something different about you when you stormed down the tower and you had that wand in your hand and it was, uh, it was shocking, really. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. No pun intended. (laughs) Hit the symbol, hit the symbol. Even, uh, even in the basement, you seem to move with a different purpose and I'm just saying, Biggles, that I sense the same frustration in you. Shed it. I mean, I I don't really know how. We'll find it, my friend. Awesome, guys. You Fucking amazing. You get inspiration. Yes. You get inspiration. You get inspiration. Like, you get inspiration. Great. Really uh, driving these serious moments home in episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it home. Yeah, Yeah, so baby. after that, uh, we'll, we'll walk down the top. Walk back. No, down. no, no, no. I cast, oh. I, I'm going to cast, um, as I say that, we'll do it together. I cast a mage hand, and I pull up the ladder, the attic like steps to to shut it to shut it so no one else can disturb this space we'll let our friends stay here unnoticed and then i'll start i'll like walk over the edge i'm like oh just kidding and then i'll start climbing down the ladder (laughs) that's so great when i get to the ladder there's something that i always wanted to do from the top of this building and i basically stand on the ledge and like on one of the crenellations yeah with my uh, my back facing towards the edge of the wall uh, out over the the edge of the wall and i'm just gonna jump off the wall but i'm gonna grab the ladder like halfway down because you know whatever as soon as i can i'm gonna grab the ladder 
gonna need you to roll for that one. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but Good as I do, I'm gonna yell, "Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers!" <laughs> <laughs> Just use your inspiration here so you don't yes, die. I'm absolutely. Yeah. Gonna <laughs> Acrobatics, please. Acrobatics. Got a plus one. Yeah, that's better than athletics, man. It's going to be a 17. Great nice. use of inspiration. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was a great use of inspiration. In fact, I'm going to give it right back to you. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Look at that. Yes. Right home. Uh, Dodge, you're standing in the back of the tower. Uh, wait, where, where did you walk off to? Actually, I don't want to Yeah, just kind of circling around. Kind of back where... Uh, so you're underneath... Now the window that you had broken out, the same window that Yon Yon used to jump back into the okay. tower. And uh, you see them coming down. It, when Big Ol' yells, you, that forces you to look up and you see them coming down this ladder. Just gotten into these two. <laughs> I'm going to keep walking. Okay. Where are you intending to go? Just circling the tower? I or are you literally, gonna... like, just, like, I died and then... Dodge's headspace, like, when he died was like, yep, it's been a good run. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't expect to get this far, basically, like, playing with house money. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then to come back from that in, like, the manner that he did, he's just kind of trying to, like... Get some clarity. Yeah, or just, like, feel normal in his body again. Um, like, feel, like, connected to to the physical world, you know Right, what I right. Mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some grounding. Just like, some practice, like, moving around and walking and yeah. being and alive. You, you, you feel very alive. Yeah. You feel... Vigor. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you feel like you were capable of more than you ever have been before. Sick. I'm very at this point like is wanting to chalk it up to like adrenaline or like gotcha. great you know what i mean yeah like just weird times weird yeah re-entry man like yeah. you like you just you know played a good show or whatever you know yeah, like exactly. yeah yeah and you're coming back from that yeah <laughs> yeah so just the energy of energy of success just yeah. trying to feel High, normal <laughs> again cool so uh eventually the rest of the four of you Big ol' Yon Yon, Alok, and Matthias, you kind of gather on the at the front of the tower, and you're all there, and you're waiting for Dodge, and you don't know where he is. Dodge, do you eventually come around the building and join them? Okay, so as you're realizing that Dodge isn't there, where's Dodge? I don't know. Here he comes, stepping around the tower. And Yon Yon, you and Big ol' also see, as you're walking around the edge of the tower, you see these bodies that have been kind of evenly placed around the tower, the dead bodies, and the grass around them is trampled, indicating that Holly and Al have drugged them around and placed them kind of around the tower. Both is, yeah, both is kind of a a warning sign, and also probably just to, given your cursory knowledge of wood elves, to get them out of the stone building and return them to the earth. You you guys are kind of gathered at the uh, front steps of the tower. Okay, I'll make make my way over to to Holly. Okay, so once yeah, once you guys all gather at the front steps of the tower, you start walking down the path, and everyone else kind of follows behind you. And Holly sees you guys all coming, and Al sees you guys all coming, and she looks up at the sun and she says, "My father will be here shortly. You're welcome to stay." As I said before, I have as much concern as I have for that. I also want to say I'm sorry about your brothers. 
I know you didn't intend for this to happen. We heard word of intruders. I know. We thought it was you. I'm sorry that you got caught up in this situation. And I want to, I want to extend my arm to you. If there ever is a moment when you need something, something doesn't seem right, or mysterious, or a question answered, please do not hesitate to come to the organization of the Black Goblet. <laughs> That's it. That's what you guys call. You. That's what I'm. I'm sorry. That's that's what you all call yourselves. Oh, fan, oh uh, no, kind gesture. I. Uh, I'm sorry, Arnon. I didn't mean to laugh at your gesture. That's yes. Thank you. And likewise, you are always welcome in the Kintry Forest. All five of you. And she looks at all of you. And Al nods his head. You, you killed that guy, by the way. You did a good, great job. I mean, you just yeah. laid into it. He, he, he just looks at you and he says, and he pulls out this butcher cleaver <laughs> and he says, yeah, I'm going to keep this. <laughs> looks good on you, bub. Thank you. And with that, you guys say your goodbyes and begin heading back the way you came. It is a hot day. In the thick of the woods, there is, there's no breeze to mitigate the rising, mounting summer heat. And despite the perpetual shade of everything, the forest and the temperature seem to conspire to make the air more sweaty and dense. And you're kind of retracing your steps back through the woods, and it is an uphill climb in this heat, in, in, in this kind of stifling heat. And... I would like for you all to give me perception checks as you're walking through the woods. It's not me, man. Who had, uh, what, what did you get? 17? 14. 14? Matthias? Uh, I mean, it's a, an 11. Okay. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm also, I'm going to take the role. I'm not your guy either. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to say, Biggle, uh, you notice as you're walking back along your steps, at one point you see fresh slashes in the trunk of a tree like some creature had clawed at this tree um is there another way that we could go maybe um this seems like maybe something just came through here anybody <laughs> i mean this is my first time in the woods i don't i'm not really yeah i, mean, I, I really have fucking kimono and bunny slippers do i look well, here and go in the woods all the time <laughs> Well, look, I mean, right here, on, right here on this tree. Look, it's like, uh, you know, some knife marks. Mm. I, those are not the knife marks. That yeah, I Matthias, can give me a nature roll. Nat 20. Nat 20. <laughs> Definitely owlbear. Mm, yes, these, these are not knife marks. These are, uh, oh, this is definitely an owlbear. Have you have you ever seen an owl bear? a big creature. They look like a bear, but the face is books, an owl. Yes, no. We ascertained that from the name. I assume <laughs> it was no, no, but part it, owl, part it bear. Could have, it could have been a, a cognate of with the owl body, but the bear face. I wanted to make clear that it was a bear body, owl face. Um, what does it sound like, though? Does it sound like an owl, or does it sound like a bear? It's silent, like an owl. Owls aren't that silent. I just put have my. Have you ever heard <laughs> an owl? <laughs> they say who. 
Well, I'm just they, gonna keep walking. That's what okay. they want. That's what they want you to know. They're talking. just curious animals. So yeah, you continue walking up. <laughs> you continue walking up the path. Everyone follows, and Matthias and Alok start following, and they're having this argument about <laughs> the nature of owls and bears and their sound. <laughs> As you guys are moving your way back up the trail, you came to, <laughs> and eventually, after after an hour or two, you come back to the point where you had fought the giant spider. And you see that the corpse of the spider is gone, the, the corpse of its young is gone, and the corpse of the human that you had, uh, that you'd found in the, in the kind of husk uh, is also gone. And looking around, you can see clear signs of footprints, both humanoid and non-humanoid in the ground, and blood on the ground, dried blood, fresh. This seems like a thing for another time. Uh, <laughs> or is it uh, Amadeus may have uh, hired some other adventurers that got caught up in the same spot? Well, what? Isn't it weird that the bodies would be gone? I mean, it, it maybe it's the elves. Maybe there's a maybe this owl beast likes to eat dead bodies. Well, they were also humanoid. Everyone, give me an insight roll at this point. Twenty. Nice. Uh, great. Well, let's just go with Alox 20. You recall the urgency with which Holly and her brothers wanted to get into the tower before night fell. And you start to piece this together in your head that this forest probably is not a good place to be in the evening, as evidenced by the things that you guys have seen on your way back to the wagon. Guys, I really think that we should just keep going. At this point, it is past midday. I mean, we've had a long, long two days. We should really probably just get back as soon as possible. I, I'm i tired. I don't know. Are you guys... I, I think we should keep going, boss. And well, We should definitely keep going. Argyle is waiting for us. Right. I don't think we had the intentions of hanging out. <laughs> Speaking of Argyle... You continue through the forest, and eventually it starts to thin out. And you can see up ahead, through the thicket and through the trees, the painted wood of Amadeus's wagon waiting. And the shutters that could be dropped down to cover the windows that you'd notice when you first got in the wagon are dropped down and locked in place. And as you emerge from the wood, you see all around signs of scuffling on the ground and off to the left near the wagon is a pile of crusted earth that looks like caked blood like a pile of blood has spilled in the earth everyone blake here for our final mid episode break of the season first let's take another peek behind the dm screen yes this adventure was me trying to do dnd diehard and god damn it i just i just wanted someone to send a body down the dumbwaiter with the words ho 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 now i have a crossbow on it but hard to have that when three of your five players have never seen diehard 
That's right. Three of the five guys had never seen Die Hard before we started this adventure, unbeknownst to me. And Trevor still refuses, goober. Uh, The point, though, the point of all this is don't get so fixated on making a particular cinematic moment happen that you fail to see how much better it is when you, well, just let the players drive the story. Um, Don't be precious about your ideas. You know, if you if you love something, let it go or. In this case, let the players completely fuck it up. Uh, Now, let's get social, which is me reminding you that you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And our our handle is at Dice Boys Podcast. Uh, Look us up. It's a great way to reach out to us. And a lot of you already have. And it's so great to hear from people and hear what others are doing and to hear about their passion for this game. Speaking of passion, I want to real quick share one example of people turning their love for D&D into an incredible force for change. Um, A month or so ago, the six of us had the amazing opportunity to be part of an event put on by Chris Funk of December's fame. Um, And the event was called Level Eater. Level Eater is basically like, it's like a charity dinner, but instead of just dinner, you eat and drink and play D&D for charity. In this case, all the money raised went to the Children's Cancer Association. And this this event was awesome. Great food from bunk sandwiches, beer and wine, custom art and maps and magic items and absolutely spot on live music and decor and something like 20 different tables, each playing part of the same adventure. I, I seriously don't have the time right now to explain all the different things that made this event so great for charity. Plus, there were celebrity DMs there, including um, Kate Welch and the fucking Archmage himself, Chris Perkins, uh, both of whom I got to meet. And boy, my wordy ass was a (laughs) I was a stammering, blumbering morass of fanboy inanity, and they were super gracious about it. So um, so thanks to thanks to Chris and Will for putting that whole thing together and letting us be a part of it. Truly, truly inspiring. And thanks to our DM. Dan for putting up with our RP shenanigans and our complete inability to effectively navigate gridded combat. Um, If you live in the Chicago area, Level Eater is putting on another event there in January 2019, and you should absolutely go. Head over to leveleater.com to learn more about the event, um, past events, and the charities that this rad thing benefits. And and how you can turn your love for D&D into something that makes a huge difference in the lives of others. Lastly, I want to once again say thank you to everyone who's taken the time to write us a review. We really appreciate it, and it's super helpful and encouraging to hear what things people are gravitating to. So thanks to everyone who's written us a review, like GMO, G-M-M-M-O, who said... <laughs> people's names on the internet, man. Uh, he said... Uh, I look forward to the new episodes every week. Super fun. Thanks so much for making this happen. You're welcome, Jimmo. Gummo. I think that's it. Thanks for putting up with me, everyone, and for letting me ramble on there for a minute. Let's head back to the basement, finish this story out by rolling some more dice.
So you guys are standing outside the wagon, and there's no sign of Argyle, but the wagon's in shutdown mode. The horses have been tied up. They're over just kind of grazing on the edge. They don't seem disturbed. Argyle! Argyle! And I'm knocking on the... Okay. Give me a dexterity save as the door... Yon yon. As the door bursts open. You just want to hit me with the door, don't you? I do. I really do. So bad. Yeah. First the top of the tower, now we're here. That's going to be a 17. Yeah. Uh, you, You step back and... You guys see this orange, curly-haired figure come tumbling out, and right behind him comes tumbling out three empty wine bottles kink, 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 down the <laughs> stairs, of, and he runs past you, Yon Yon, and runs past you, Alok and Matthias, and just, just lets one go, just vomits out red wine all over the ground did you have a good time while we were gone argyle it seems like you did i oh wow you guys are gone a, a little longer than i thought and it was like one day yeah i don't know i i guess i lost track of time and i found amadeus's <clears throat> wine and you know i i just you know i just can't drink like i like i used to you know <laughs> the, the hangovers get worse as i get older it's it's weird. Those jokes are as I'm, big as you are. You drank three of them. I'm I'm not ashamed of you. I'm actually impressed. Anyway, um, I'm not I'm not feeling so hot. I don't know if one of you can drive the carriage. I would love to drive. I- <laughs> <laughs> okay, and he kind of sluggishly, sloppily spills himself back onto the floor of the carriage. He just kind of face plants on the floor of the carriage and immediately falls asleep. And I walk up and I just kind of like shake him as much as possible to try and like get him to have some element of consciousness. Says, I don't know. Is, is there more wine? Is there any left? Did you drink it all? And he just kind of zonks out. He drank all the wine. This I was, is unforgivable. I, uh, that's what you were concerned about is the wine. I was more concerned about the this, this scuffle and the pile of blood sitting over there. Oh, but the horses are fine. It's, it's not blood, obviously, uh, now. I think we saw the mystery point. on the blood there, boss. No, the horses are fine. We would have been fine either way, but I just would like... I think oh, so you be... think he just threw up the wine? Oh, absolutely. I would like some of that wine because we've worked very hard. I think we've deserved a drink on our ride home. I remember my first party. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so somebody's going to have to uh, re-hitch the horses. And um, if, you could, if you could get the horses, um, Alok? Yeah, boss. Um, yeah, totally. And I pull the button out and just, like, flash it a little bit. <laughs> I got this. I give him the, f- the, the finky winger uh, guns. All right. Uh, the finky, finky winger guns? What the fuck? <laughs> That's just, what I, got, I got it. I, got I love it, but God. I've listened to that That's episode a hundred times. I've got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's, it, t- it ties back. It ties back. You'll all, you'll all laugh later. Trust me. <laughs> Trust I'm laughing me. now. I'm laughing now. I, I believe I you're coined laughing, that phrase. <laughs> Trust me. I believe I coined that phrase. Um, I like my royalties. Yeah. All right, uh, Alok is also in our wheelhouse of marketing for phrases. <laughs> yes. 
Alok, give me an animal handling check as you approach these horses and try to hitch them up. It's not going to be a high DC on this. Uh, that is going to be uh nine. <laughs> is it as high as ten? Perhaps. Put them on, <laughs> put on backwards, Alok. You put them on backwards. You're going to need some help. They are trying to run away from you in your orcishness. Mat- Matthias, you seem good with animals. Can you please go help Alok, please? Uh, but I thought it was his job to go get the animals. You don't want to go talk to animals. This is oh, the no, first I have time no I've problem with talking with animals, but you you had said that he it's was okay, supposed boss. to get them. I got this. Hey, come on, Matthias. Oh, as a horse this. reels up. <laughs> oh, watch for the hooves. Uh, uh, pardon me. Uh, horses. Could you call him down, please? Eleven. That is just enough to get them to calm down. But you see kind of a wildness in their eyes still. But don't horses always have happy a wildness in their <laughs> eyes? I feel like out. every horse has a wildness. But in you their and Alok are able to eventually get the horses hitched to the wagon. And Biggle. Oh, I'm ready to rock. Do you know how to? Of course I do. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna use make a my horse artificer's check. lore, and I'm gonna make a intelligence check using two times my proficiency bonus on this technical device. That sounds great. I love <laughs> it. finally get to do it. Damn, dude. I'm using my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Alright, so that is an 11 plus... 5 plus another 5. So that's going to be a 21. Perfect. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I slide right up there. Yeah. You have a hard time getting it started a little bit, but like in getting it turned around. But once you do, the carriage. Chuck a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the horror movie. Like, (laughs) come on, start. God damn it. (laughs) As like Biggle gets on and gets the wagon going, uh, who sits in the front with Biggle? Or does anyone sit in the front with Biggle? Or do you guys all ride in the. I mean, I'll ride up front. Okay. I, I watched Argyle do this on our way here, so I kind of great seen it go Love down. It. Yeah. So uh, Biggle and Alok are on the front bench, and everyone else gets in the carriage. And Dodge, you're the last one to get in. And you get the sense, this weird sense, that maybe you guys were followed. You just, you feel like something's watching you from the woods. I'm going to kind of give it another look around. Mm-hmm. And just really squint at okay. the trees. Yeah, give me a perception roll. No, that that dice is coming out of rotation. Yeah, that's a six plus whatever your modifiers are. Not much. Yeah. Uh, you don't see anything. Yeah, you don't see anything, but you definitely feel as like just an eerie feeling. Dodge, let's go. You know what? Tell you what, boss. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ride out here. What What do you mean you're going to ride out here? I'm gonna sit on the roof. I was a carriage? Yes. Keep a lookout. Oh, okay. And I'll like slowly, slowly close, close the door. door. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. All right. Yeah. Great. So wait, wait, just so we're clear, it's literally just me and Matthias in, in the carriage. <laughs> and a passed out Argyle. Just yes. wasted. Yes. And there's no wine. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems it's just me and you. I bet you wish that you had the vine now, right? Everybody hold on tight. I've never done this before. 
Yeah, so the the carriage lurches and turns and heads back down out of the mountains. The heat is oppressive. It's a late summer day. But up front, at least, uh, it's nice for you, Alok, and for you, Biggle, and definitely for you, Dodge, on top. I imagine Yon-Yon and Matias, you guys open up all the shutters on the windows and try and get as much of a breeze coming in as you can. And any scenery that I can stare at and not have a conversation is going to be the most opportune moment for What's me. What's our, like, MPH, like, on this carriage? Uh, no. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough, because we're pushing horsepower. We're pushing it. I turn to Biggle and I say, um, boss, I was thinking, um, that painting we got, it's pretty different. Um, pretty cool. Um, I was just wondering if maybe what if we don't give it to, to Amadeus, um, and give him a decoy. Like I could probably make a copy like <laughs> you paint a copy on the way back with the paints that you brought on the way I didn't a- bring A-lock, any paint A-lock, but A-lock. I, I'm, I appreciate really really I do I appreciate your ingenuity and your newfound passion thanks boss yeah, um, I'm just using that are initiative you, are you maybe thinking that your your skills maybe are a little more developed than they are because, you know, we asked you to critique that painting in your interview because <laughs> I thought I did really good. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm you not did. even an art historian. I mean, you, you got, you got four, you got four out of seven, you know, that's good. Well, I'm, yeah, I was just, um, slob balling. So that's, that's on me. Oh. <laughs> So I'm also going to put that in the category. Let's run, let's run with the train of thought. Uh, you know, you, you've proposed an idea that Yanyan Yan and I have discussed being not returning the painting to Amadeus. So uh, I'm curious as what you're, what you would do in that situation. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what I do about the frame. It's a really nice frame, but it, it, and it's a magical frame. Yeah. I don't have that. Um, but, but, um, I have fingers and I'm, there is wine like on the ground. I mean, maybe I don't, <laughs> maybe I can make a red landscape, like, like Dude, the painting. What, I mean, would you paint it like on your shirt or, um, yeah, you also don't have a canvas. <laughs> This plan is backfiring on you very quickly. No, I love this. Can you keep it going? <laughs> Please keep it going. Well, I thought, I thought if I came up with the plan, that maybe the resources would reveal itself to me. Maybe you guys could help with that part. I'm gonna lean over like the edge of the roof and be like, "Hey, man, remember when I was talking about you know some stuff is better to let the boss worry about." Yeah. Yeah, this falls firmly into that category. <laughs> <laughs> and I I look at you and I look at Dodge. You know, he's got your back here. <laughs> he's your friend. Thanks, Dodge. Yeah. Yeah. Um Anytime, okay. buddy. Yeah. Let's... But like like I said, I, I do appreciate your your desire to help, you know. Yeah, I mean my fingers the whenever you need them. You got it. <laughs>
and then I go back to Yon Yon, Matthias, anything between the two of you during the ride? You know, we don't get many moments alone with each other. I believe that's a fair, fair assessment. I mean, it's, it's only been a couple of weeks that we've been working together, yes. The scenery is quite beautiful, though. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Great. That's the only moment. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, no, we don't ever get to talk. Dodge, from the top of the carriage, give me another perception roll. All right, let's try a different dice this time. Hot dog. That has two digits. <laughs> it's a 17. 17? Cool. Yeah. That's an 18 then. Okay. As you guys are beginning to come over a hill, off in the distance at the top, at the top of a hill behind you, very far back, you see a figure at the top of the road. And it is a dog. Oh my god. I'm going to lean over the the over to Bagel's Bagel and say, hey boss, uh, you mind stopping for a second? I'll take a leak. I know it's not a good timing, but just... Uh, why don't you just do it off the top? Hey man, just, <laughs> Thank you, you know... Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking took the words out of my mouth. I, yeah, I... I lightly pull the reins on the horses and I knock on the side of the carriage and I lean over. Yan Yan, you got to take a leak. We're pulling over. And I'll, I'll, I'll like kick uh, Argyle. Do you have to pee? Oh, yeah. Or throw it's up probably, or any of those yeah, things yeah. that you need to do. All, those, all, yeah. all three of those? All three of those. Okay. Plus uh, probably another one. I don't even know. Some, a mystery number. I don't want to know, so just, just leave it to yourself. It would be best if he did urinate because he will pee. He will, uh, I get it. He will pee yes, in the carriage. Himself, himself, yes, yes, I, 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 I asked him. And it must be in it. In your slippers, they, they are bunnies. They, they would not do well. So you guys. They are like sponges. They soak up everything. So you guys stop. Everyone takes a break. And, you know, you have another hour or so. And it's late afternoon. The sun is coming down. Matthias, you've stepped out of the carriage to stretch. And you look over. And you see, standing up the road, is a dog. And it's got its ears up. Fifi? Is, this, is that you? It's a Fifi? And it like kind of perks up a little bit. You call its name? Fifi! Come on! Come on! Come to, come to me, please! kind of hesitatingly takes a few steps and then comes running toward you yeah tongue hanging out saliva flow you're getting home from fucking work and your dog is super stoked to see you oh fifi you did it you fought the oppressors you fought them you fought them so good you're such a good such a good girl yes she she bites you a little bit Oh, my hand. This is a love bites. I love the love (laughs) bites no you are such a good dog but here's the thing fifi there are so many more oppressors out there. You must fight them all. They all want to stop you. And she kind of cocks her head to the side, like, hmm? <laughs> you, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you are a beautiful creature. You must fight the masters. They want to control you. I do not want you to control you. Go, fight them. Go and, and find them. Runs up in, inside the carriage, sits down. Why is there a dog in here now? That is a very good question. And just kind of looks at you, Matthias, and just <laughs> I believe that I have a dog now. And I just climb back in and sit Great. down. So it seems now that you are a master. 
How does that bode with you, my dear friend? And Fifi growls at you, yon yon. It's okay. I hate you too. <laughs> but I promise you, if you bite me, another thing will happen. I believe that this animal has a uh, will of its own. We shall see. You're a good girl, Fifi. Yes. Who's a good girl? You're a good girl. Like I said before, it is a beautiful scenery. Hold on tight! So you guys continue to make your way down out of the mountains toward Clifftide. Eventually, the forest thins out, the hills begin to level out, and as you emerge from the woods and come down a hill, you can, you can see Clifftide in the distance. And it is a welcome sight for its promise of home and rest. Beyond the town, past the edge of the cliffs, is the Golden Sea, living up to its name as the remnant of light from the set sun shimmers like a golden treasure hoard on the water. And the evening coastal air begins to peel away the day's heat and sweat. All at once you feel refreshed reassured and you feel the full weight of your exhaustion and Biggle you begin navigating the carriage into the twilight town and toward Amadeus' estate and as you're coming up the road toward the entrance to his estate you see a tall cloaked figure riding quickly on a horse past you. He looks at you and you see it's Toby. Hey! And he just rides like the wind past you. And you are just a mere hundreds of feet from Amadeus' estate. And at this point there's very little daylight in the sky and the stars are emerging and the moon is up. And I nudge Alok, who's snoring next to me. Um, what? We're here. We're here, Alok. Uh, would you wake the others? Yeah, um, um, and then I just slapped the side of the carriage. Yeah. And everyone who had dozed off comes to, and you guys pull into the back gate of Amadeus' estate, and there are, um, Porches that are on stands and sconces in the back garden that are already lit, awaiting your arrival. And you pull up, and Argyle comes to, and he says, Yeah, good good work, everyone. I'm going to go lay down. And just kind of crunches along the gravel path back toward the house. And you can see inside the house, it's dark. And you guys all make your way along this back garden path and there's crickets um, bringing in the night, the stars above you, and you step into the estate, and it does feel like being in an abandoned museum. The vaulted ceiling, all the artwork, and you make your way up the back stairs that you've been up previously, and down the silent hallway to Amadeus's study where the door is cracked open 
And as you're getting close, you hear his voice say, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in here. And you walk into the room, and you see him standing in front of the big window that looks out over the garden. And he's got a, he's got a big mug in his hand. And he's taking... Power sips. Yeah, power... Dwarven power sips from this <laughs> mug. And he doesn't, he doesn't look at you guys as you come in. He's just looking out the window over his garden. Hello, Amadeus. And he doesn't look at you. He says, Yon, Yon. I had faith in you. You, uh... You got the painting? And he takes a big sip from his mug. Of course I do. I'm fucking Yon Yon. <laughs> <laughs> when you need shit done, I do it. All right. And he, he kind of like gestures with his head without looking. He says, got a sack of gold on the table for you. And you, you look on this desk and on the desk is a big sack that's just completely bloated with gold coin. Or what you would assume is gold coin. Nice. <laughs> and there's a curled up uh, piece of parchment on the desk as well. I, I assume for someone that is such an art enthusiast, you would at least want to see it. Would you like me to leave it on the table? He takes a big swig and he says, oh, Yeah, uh, trust me, I, I want to see it. I just, uh, you guys all make it out all right. We're all here, aren't we? And that's when he first looks, and you can see, like, the moonlight is coming through this big window and hits his liver-spotted, white, wispy head. And you just, you really see how old this dwarf is at this point. And his eyes are kind of watery. He says, I just, uh, yeah, well, well, thanks, I guess. I, you know, you had a, yeah, you had a job, <clears throat> you had a job, and you did the job. So that's it. Good, good on you for that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's 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 see the painting. You know, when we started this adventure, you said you didn't notice wizard, and you didn't know anything. Yeah, I was I, I was lying through my teeth, man. <laughs> Sorry about that. I want to know why. And he looks at you very intently. He says, Yan Yan, if I gave you all the answers before you started, would you even have wanted to go? I don't know, but it would have helped. Yeah, probably. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know How all the... How many adventurers did you send on this mission? Well, I, there How was... many have returned? There was one other guy. Do you feel okay with the things that you have done here? The people that have died for Look. your purpose? What do you what do you mean, people that have died? What are you talking about? I assume we're not the only ones that you've sent on this adventure. I sent one other guy. He one told me guy. he was he. I well, liked the guy. He was uh, he was. Uh, I think his name was Saul. I don't I don't remember. He he told me he was great. He seemed great. He had this great. Well, hold on a second. Yeah, and he looks at you, Matthias, and he's like, "Oh well, fuck. Yeah, no, I don't feel good about that. I guess he puts it together in his head." Yeah, sorry, I, uh... What about Hans? What about Powell? Hans. What about Jens? What about Fancy Henry, even? All of these people... I don't know those fucking names. I know Hans, though. But all of these people died because you didn't tell us what was going on. Not to mention, uh... 
pal and what's that other fella's name? Al. Al. No, Al was alive. Ellis. No, Ellis. Oh. He says, "Oh, fuck. That's that's." I mean, a- maybe you don't care about them, but. A little heads look, up on and he gets, Hans he, he would gets, have been... He gets a little fired up. He goes, he goes, look, I, I, I cared about him. All right, I didn't know they were gonna be there. I didn't, I didn't fucking know. All right, I didn't know anything. I get a, get a letter from my quote unquote friend, and he gestures at the table in this curled up parchment. You Nakatomi. Yeah, hadn't heard from him in years. Sends me a fucking letter that just, you know, sends me. To a place I never thought I'd be, you know, like I, I just I, what, what am I supposed to do? I don't I don't know. I mean, he bangs his his knee with his hand, and he says, "I didn't. I can't. I'm fucking useless now, man. I can't. I can't go down there. I can't do a thing. I I, I needed help. Like I that, that sucks, man. I, I, I the whole Gennaro clan. They're they're good. They're good elves. They're <laughs> they're good elves. You know." But I get, I get what they hate me. I get, I get it. They think I took their daughter from them, and I, I you know, maybe I did. I, 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 she made her choices. What happened to her? Don't lie to me. Heinrich, uh, Hans's, uh, Hans's grandfather. We were, uh, we were friends, and you know, we 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 ventured together. You know, I. I <laughs> You saw the painting with the dragon in the front. Yeah, we, we found that together, you know. It's, uh, anyway. Uh, you guys art thieves? No, 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 no. Just uh, just adventurous, getting shit. You know, I like I like art. That part's not a lie. Me too. I like art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says uh, something came, I, I don't know, something came over him at some point. Something came over him and, uh, well... Trillium, she, uh, that's, that's Holly's sister, I just, in case I, you I were look, wondering. I look at Dodge when you say something came over him, just giving him the very, just like a very, like, just a solid eye stare. Okay. Just want to get that in there. Great. Trillium, uh, she was responsible for holding on to the Feywild stem. It's this thing that the Gennaro clan has that kept the Kintry forest Alive and well and healthy, and yeah, Heinrich tried to take it. I don't know. And she, and he turns back to the window. He he just kind of stops. And he and he says, "Oh man, yeah, she vanished, man." Yeah. What do you mean by vanished? I don't. I don't know how the Orem works. I don't fucking understand that shit. Some sort of alternate dimension. You've been there now. The forest is all kinds of fucked up. I, I, yeah, she vanished, man. She just, she was just gone. Time. Whew. Time. What a bastard of a thing. Like a, like a bottle of ale you find suddenly empty, you know? You, you... You whisper at it. Where did you go? I thought we were in this together. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be left here alone. Time, is it, is it your ally? Or your enemy? I don't... I don't know I ever knew the difference. It's definitely your enemy. 
Yeah. I'm sorry that it took you this long to realize that. And he looks at you all and says, Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting, I'm just getting way too emotional here. Uh, we got the painting, right? Let's pull it out. Of course, but just one more question. Why? Why what? I don't understand. Why do you want this painting? Well, let's pull it out and we'll see. I'll show you, young man. You want to you ask all the questions. Let me give you the answers Why before you ask them. do you want this painting? I'll show you. Okay. And I reach into the bag of holding and I pull out the painting of all of them. And I put it on the table and say, I believe it was a moment you all shared together where happiness and joy was a thing. And I think this is what you need more than anything. And I'll reach over and I'll grab the bag of gold. And he chuckles and looks him in the eye and he says, I thought we were on the same page here, Yon Yon. I believe we are on the same page. No, we're not. Not at all. I don't know what you're fucking around with. I want to see it. I was going to answer your questions. I don't know what you're doing right now. Let me see it. And then he gets way less firm. And he just kind of, in a shaking voice, says, Please. I see your pain. But I'm going to tell you right now. I want more than the 200 fucking gold that's sitting on the table. My friends died. I know you didn't know what we were going into, but you kind of did. I really, I really didn't. Here, here. And he, he grabs this letter and throws it at you. Here's a letter from Nakatomi. This is all I knew. Don't fuck me, Amadeus. That's all I ask. He, he looks over at you, Biggle. Says like, is he always, <laughs> is he always like this? I don't know. I really, I, I really don't fuck me, Amadeus. I'm. It seems right. It seems right now. I'm not gonna lie. It seems right now you're the one fucking me. It it does seem that way, <laughs> a little yon yon. Uh, maybe we could look at the painting together. I just want to establish a point here. This is our first job, and I don't take kindly when people lie to me. Fair enough. And I'll reach in and I'll pull out the actual painting. Look, you can read the letter yourself. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'll read the letter. And the letter says, I have painted a way to her. It's a one-way ticket. Obviously, I'm not going to make it easy for you. Especially after that last game of 15s, you fucking cheat. Signed, your friend, in. That's all it says. Speaking of time... Uh, you know, it's getting a little late. Maybe we could, uh, I don't think this, this is, is going to be about. the first time we interact with each other, Amadeus. Oh, it's going to be the last one. And he walks over to the painting and he grabs the corner of the frame and he opens it up. He says, you want more treasure? You want more, uh, more gold? He walks over to his desk and he opens a drawer and he pulls out this long chime, this long metal chime. And he looks at you, Biggle, and he says, you know what this is, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, give me an Arcana check to see if you know what it is. <laughs> That's a 17 Arcana. plus 5. 22. Great. Uh, 
It's a chime of opening. It's a chime of opening. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I got two charges left on this bad boy. I'm going to use one right now. The other one's for you, Yon Yon. I hope it opens up something for you. Because I'll tell you, all this art. And he looks at you, Alok. And he says, <laughs> Yeah, man. I remember. I remember the first time. The first time she smiled at me. At me. Like I fucking deserved it, you know? That's the, that's the most valuable thing I've ever had. That one moment. In time, time took it away from me. I'm a... I'm gonna try to find it once more before I, my ass dies. And he, with that, he bangs this chime on the ground. And you just... This room just... Rings out with the sound of this chime. And he holds it up to the painting. And you can see this kind of veneer on the painting with all the the branches and everything this veneer kind of comes off the painting and he begins to step through and he looks at you all and he says yeah <laughs> good luck I guess also uh, take the rug because anyone standing on the rug has disadvantage on uh, insight checks you're going to want to use that in your business <laughs> you're going to want to take that rug <laughs> you can have that and, uh, and he throws you the chime yon yon and, and, and he's like, he, he says, no hard feelings, man. I wasn't trying to fuck you. You know, there's always going to be this sort of situation in exchange of any. I hope you find happiness. Oh, I'm sure I will. And with that, he disappears into the painting. And you see this figure of a dwarf in the painting walking away, getting smaller and smaller. season two a story we will be calling the unknown bard so yes there will be a season two we we just don't know when yet um not to completely dump out the whole serial box here but uh recording these episodes and composing music for them and editing them it, it just takes a lot of time um, we all work full-time jobs and only get together once a week and we have two other regular campaigns going right now. Uh, one, another one that I DM and one that Nick, who plays Matias, DMs. And um, trust me, <laughs> you don't want to listen to those. Uh, just uh, too many bong rips and cracked beers to, to make good audio, I think. So, uh, But yeah, season two is in the works. Um, in the meantime, hit those subscribe buttons because we do have some great bonus content pertaining to the characters coming out in the interim and you're not going to want to miss out so yeah hit the subscribe buttons and also tell a friend about us they can now they literally can now binge listen all of season one 
Just a reminder to check out our website at diceboys.com where you will find player profiles, character profiles, maps, photos, and most importantly, a contact link where you can leave us a voicemail to get featured at the end of an episode in season two, or you can send us an email. Do it. Um, I'm always down to answer any questions about this adventure or the world or weird choices you think I might have made as a DM or recommendations on NPC ideas, uh, anything. Yeah, get in touch with us. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Dice Boys Podcast. We, uh, we check and update the Instagram pretty regularly, so that's another great way to keep up with what we've got going on. And to see some absolutely unbelievable art from artists who we've had the privilege of collaborating with lately. If you still just can't handle the downtime, play some D&D. Go to, go to your local brick-and-mortar gaming store and see what kind of D&D events they run there and, and meet someone new or just pick up the starter set and start a game with your friends. That's, that's what we did a few years back, and we have not stopped since. Or pick up one of the other 5e modules or a, another random board game that strikes your, strikes your fancy. Just, uh, just if you do, be sure to support your local shop. Um, you know, the, the people in your city that actually benefit and facilitate the gaming community and try not to buy shit from Amazon because fuck Amazon. Also, look for other rad events in your area, like the Level Eater event I mentioned in the break. Or if you live in the Portland area, I highly recommend you check out Orcs, 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 a super rad event that is part D&D, part pop-up tavern, and all good times. So go to orcsorcsorcs.com to find out what the next one is. Or, you know, swing by the standard on a Monday night and say hi. Odds are, uh, odds are we're there hanging out, maybe playing magic or something. I don't know. Uh, thanks, as always, to Stumptown Coffee Roasters for their Passion Project grant helping us fuel our equipment budget for this first season. Love you all. Uh, thanks to the band Beach Party for letting us use their song Carelessly Defined off their album Broken Machine. You should check out the band beachpartypdx.bandcamp.com. Also, special thanks to our, our partners for tolerating us and supporting us as we got this thing off the ground. Love you, babe. And, of course, as always, thank you for listening, for giving this story a chance, and just for sitting at the table with us. And thank you for finding space in your life to be imaginative and creative for all the gaming that you're doing, for all the, the stories and the moments you make with your friends, thank you. We love you all. Don't ever stop. And remember, the right play is the fun play. Hey, this is Brandon Kirkman calling in from Chicago. What up, Drew? Anyways, uh, I was calling. I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons for a while, but one of my favorite moments I was playing is Portlet Mohort, uh, the Goblin Rogue. Uh, he's as fun as he sounds. But he had just hit a level five, so I got my uh, sneak attack upgraded. We were sneaking into this little tower full of cultists that we had to dismantle. Uh, I was able to get behind one of them, and I rolled a crit on it, confirmed the crit, and did so much damage that he exploded. Uh, Dean decided that was the only thing that could happen with how much damage I ended up doing. And all the other cultists around us uh, gave us attacks of opportunity because of how shocked they were for the entire round. And we ended up killing them all in one little take. Uh, it was really fun. And basically the entire party was covered in gore after that. It was like a Mandy before Mandy existed. Anyways, love the podcast. Keep it up. Also, nice.